If you have your Bible this morning, and I uh, look me in chapter Hebrews chapter three, and I don't know how many of y'all studied Hebrews, but I can tell you sometimes Hebrews can get pretty confusion because he brings in the law and grace and so on and so forth. But if you'd stand with me, I want to read. I'm just going to start reading there. At, uh, I want to look back there in chapter 2, in the last verse in chapter 2, and, uh, which would be verse 18 there. And this is talking about Jesus. And he said, For in that he himself has suffered many, suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. In chapter 3, verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high calling of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Heavenly Father, we bow our head once again this morning. Thank you for the Sunday school hour, Lord. We thank you, God, for the beautiful, beautiful anointed singing this morning that's just touched our hearts this morning. Father, we thank you this morning for each and every one that's come out this way to be part of the kingdom of God this morning. Father, I pray this morning for all the sick and shut in this morning across the nation. God, we pray for Israel. We pray for America. God, because we see that time is running out. And I pray, God, if there's one here this morning that don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray this will be the day, God, that they come and, and, and humble themselves before you and you said you'd raise them up. Father, I pray this morning if there's one in the backslidden condition, Lord, that you'll speak to that heart and convict it this morning. God, I pray if there's one listening or watching in out there on Facebook this morning, I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit will just visit them right now also, God. And God, if they're not ready, I pray, God, that they will just bow their head sometime during the service, Lord, and just ask you to forgive them of their sin and come in and be Lord of their life. Father, we just pray for all those this morning that's going through a bad time, through a struggle this morning, through a storm this morning, whatever it may be. And God, I know that we're living in perilous times. I know we're living in the latter of the last days. And I just pray, God, this morning that we as a church will wake up and realize that time is finally running out. God, I pray now, God, that you'll just take me this morning, God, as your servant, and use me, Lord, for your glory in Jesus' name. And God's people all said, Amen. Now, I was sitting, been working the other day, me and Danny, we've worked on mowers and got them for getting ready for next summer. And I washed two houses this week we have, washed our garage, and I mowed yards, and we've just been busy all week. But Friday, well, Danny is out there, and we worked, and I had to go to town. And, and while I was going to town, while Danny had come back and fixed one of my mowers, and 
Matter of fact, Danny swept up one side of my garage. I guess he didn't want to walk around and he's filthy as he was. But and I come back and made me feel bad. And I told my wife, I said, well, I'm going back over there and clean up the other side. So I did. And the Lord got to dealing with me over there. And, and I just uh, went back across the road and I got my Bible. And I told my wife, I said, huh? So I'm going over to the garage and read them. And I went over there and got me a chair, sat down there, and everything was quiet. And how many of you likes to read out loud? One or two? If I'm by myself, I like to read out loud because I can hear what I'm reading. Amen? And... So I just sat there reading out loud and I read and read and read. I spent an hour and a half, two hours over in the building by myself. Well, me, God, and the Holy Ghost. And I read and read and it seemed like every place I would read, God was just revealing a message to me, a message to me. And I got over here and I was reading over here in Hebrews and what a book it is. And I came to this here, and here, just like God said, this is it. And as I read it, and I, and I read it, and I thought, God, I, are you sure? Because this sometimes, Hebrews, is hard to understand. It is, if you really get down and study it. But I knew God, what God wanted, and what God wants, God's going to get from me. Amen. But let's see here. It says here, Christ is superior to Moses. Now, so wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. Now, you know me on Wednesday night, I like a lot, ask a lot of questions. And that's why these girls, young people, like me. And they're pretty sharp. They're pretty sharp. But how many of you can tell me how many times in the Bible, the old and the new, that Jesus was mentioned as being an apostle? How many times? Now, there's a number in there how many times. That he was called an apostle. Huh? That is the only time in the Bible. And I notice what I read. I want you to get this. If you get it, you've learned something already today, right? Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider. Now listen, he said consider. That would preach right there. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is who? But all 
things that have been built is built by God this morning. So as I read this and God began to reveal it to me, and we would think perhaps that he was talking about buildings, talking about houses like we live in and all, but I want you to notice uh, uh, here what the scripture is about. It shows us uh, that Jesus Christ, uh, how many believe that Moses was a mighty man of God? How, how, what did Moses do for God? God, he was a great servant of God. Amen. He is a great leader of God. And what did God call Moses to do? He called him to go down to Egypt uh, and tell Pharaoh to tell Pharaoh to let my children go out of bondage. Uh, you remember the story. Uh, and the Bible said that uh, Moses said, uh, "Who should I tell him?" Uh, that told me to come. And he said, you tell him, I am has sent you to warn him to let him go. So Moses was a great man. And we know what Moses, uh, uh, you know, all about Moses there. And after Pharaoh finally let him go, and after they got down to the Red Sea, what did the people do? Uh, after God had just set them free from bondage, uh, they began to growl and murmur, hey man, because they thought... Uh, they thought that uh, because their sea was behind them and Pharaoh had changed his mind and here he come uh, after them and they said we're all going to be killed now because we don't have no escape. But what did God do? Uh, he told Moses, he set a fire down in front of them uh, and blacked it out or whatever uh, to where they couldn't see and God said to Moses, uh, Moses stretch your rock across the sea uh, and Moses stretched his rod, and the Bible said the water rolled back on each side uh, and just made a blanket uh, there, and the Bible said they went through on dry ground. Hey, man, uh, and after they got across and God turned the water loose, uh, and all of Pharaoh's men and horsemen drowned it, uh, and after they got on the other sea, uh, side of the sea, uh, where Pharaoh was took care of, uh, and God had led them out, and God had supplied their needs before they left Egypt, because God told uh, uh, told the women, He said, "Go and bury everything you can bury, because uh, the blood is going to pass by tonight." And the Egyptians gave them the gold, the silver, and just made the Israel rich, uh, and got the food and everything uh, to make their journey. Uh, over into the promised land that God had promised them, uh, but still on their way they begin to grumble and growl. Uh, ain't that just like we are today as Christians? Uh, no matter what God does for us, uh, we still not satisfied. Hey Amen. Uh, we still take God for granted uh, a lot of times. Uh, but I tell you, that's where what's happened to America today. Uh, that we have took God for granted in America, uh, and we quit letting. God uh, uh, run our country huh? and we started letting man run it huh? and you see what kind of shape it's in today huh? I'm here to tell you today my friend uh, God made this world huh? and nobody else is going to destroy it uh, but God himself huh? and I'm going to tell you you better wake up this morning uh, because this thing is about to wrap up huh? I've seen it coming for a long time. Uh, you can read in Daniel and then go into Revelation. Uh, we're living in the latter uh, of the last days. They've done lining up around Israel over there, just like the Bible said they would do in the end times. The Bible said all the countries was going to wind up around 
uh, him. Uh, and the Bible says that they're all going to come against all, all of them uh, is going to come against Israel uh, to destroy them. Uh, now, whether you know it or not, I talked to a preacher, and I may have told you this before, uh, that had been over there some people and just come back about a month or six weeks ago uh, and was talking about it, and he was talking about the battle uh, of Armageddon and about it being the last war. Uh, he said, according to the Bible, and that uh, one who was showing them these places, uh, let me tell you something, friend. Uh, I've read it, and I know what it says. It said they're going to be the last war that's uh, going to take place, the last battle, uh, be the battle of Armageddon. And the Bible said that all these other countries were going to get around them, uh, and the battle was going to be fought in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. Uh, now let me tell you, in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, uh, he said was they was told over there uh, that was where they wanted to see what would uh, 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 the uh, uh, which sea was anyway it was going to run dry and that was considered Euphrates River and going to run dry and that's where the ba the battle is going to be fought at uh, and he said the people showed them the tourists over there showed them and said we looked at him from both sides of the mountain uh, and he said there is where the last battle uh, is going to be fought just like the Bible said it was uh, my friend if you're looking and watching the news uh, you see this thing is all coming together uh, we better wake up time is running out and even though Moses, that didn't cost you nothing. And even though Moses was a great man, a great man in his time, uh, but the Bible said, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession who was faithful uh, to him. Are we faithful to God today? How many of us is as faithful to God as God is to us? How many of us takes God for granted today? We take God for granted. That's what's happened to a lot of churches today that the doors is closing and people is quit going to church. That's what's happened to us today, friend. We've just got unfaithful. And that's what's happened to, to, to America today that we're destroying ourselves. Destroying ourselves. Why? Because we've been unfaithful to God. Now the Bible says God will bless those, uh, hey man, that are His. And he'll send a curse on them that is not. One time we were one of the godless nations in the world. Amen. And now then where are we at? Right at the very bottom pretty much. Oh, I know there's some people like us, like you, that still come to church. But you ever stop and think about it? That we just come out. A lot of people just go to church out of habit. You know it. Well, we've always went to church. We need to go to church this morning. They don't, a lot of so many people don't go to church to worship God. They don't go to church. They just go to church sort of to, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to settle their conscience a little bit. Just to be able to say, well, I went to church Sunday morning. You go Sunday morning? I don't care how many days you go. You go to church every seven days a week if you want to. But if you're just going to settle, satisfy yourself and other people, uh, you're going for the wrong reason. Hey, man. I, 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 now, what we're supposed to do, the Bible said to forsake not ourselves. Forsake not to assemble ourselves together. But we, we do. We, we, we just drift. Drift, drift. And I've been there, and I know I do sometimes. I know back a ways I was just discouraged with the, 
sickness at all, and I sort of drifted away from God. But when everything's going good, it's easy to go to church, ain't it? It's easy to go to church. A lot of people go to church just because, out of habit, because they've done it since they're the babies. We can go to church seven days a week and still die and go to hell. Going to church ain't going to get you there. Coming a member of church is not going to get you there. Amen? I don't care how much you put in the offering plate. That ain't going to get you there. I don't care how good you preach or how good you teach or how good you sing. That ain't going to get you there. All of these is fine and dandy, but the Bible said it still takes the blood of Jesus Christ to get us there. Amen? We forgot about the blood. We forgot about Jesus. But look here, it said, He was faithful who appointed Him, as talking about Jesus, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. What was he talking about? He said when Moses was faithful in all his house. What was he saying there? What was he talking about? Who was Moses' house? It was the children of Israel, amen. And Moses was faithful to God. He was faithful to them when he went down and brought them out of bondage down there. So he said here, he's talking about houses, but the houses is talking about this year. For this man uh, was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus Christ here. Uh, he said he's counted more glory than Moses inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is built it uh, by some man, but he that build uh, all things is God. Amen. Yeah, we can build we can build houses, we can build buildings. It's not what the building is not how beautiful the building is. It's got not got nothing to do with that. And he's talking about the temple back then, I think. But what house was it? He's talking about the children of Israel and Moses here. But who was Jesus talking about? He's talking about his house. Who is his house? Who is his house this morning? It is the Christian people today like you and you and you. Uh, that's why it's not the how about the house. Uh, it's about what came into the house. It's about who comes here if this building was just a building. Uh, and if nobody came to it, what would it be? It would just be a building. But uh, when God's people, uh, God built this building. Uh, and what did he build it for? He built it for you and I and, any, and whosoever will. Coming to Him. Uh, this church is open for anybody that wants to come uh, as long as they come for one reason and that's to act right uh, and to come to worship the Lord. Hey man. Uh, somebody said, well, I don't think sinners ought to go to church. Uh, well, I'm glad that they don't know what they're talking about because uh, this old sinner believed uh, that you needed to go to church. Hey man. Uh, and I got saved and I'll tell you what, I started the day that I got saved, brother Dan, uh, I started, I was in the house of God that Thursday night, wasn't it, honey? And people looked at me well, like, what's that drunk doing there? He was my mom there. I thought she was going to have a heart attack when I walked in. We went up and sat down on the left side about the second seat. And old Ecker Giles got up there and you talk about the stairs. And they, you talk about the stairs of them old women. They was really staring at me. And her 
said, I wonder what in the world he's doing to church. Hadn't been to church Mount Nettie for 16 years. 18 years. And here I was on a Thursday night. Walked through the doors. Sat down. Hello, Edgar Giles. Man, I loved that man. The preacher back then. He got up and opened the service and we done a few things. And he got up there and he said, I don't know. He didn't know it. God saved. Mom didn't know it, did she? Not verse, he didn't know it. <laughs> Never know it. And, and Brother Giles got up there and he got up there and he said, I believe there's somebody here would like to say something tonight. I knew who that someone was, was wanting to say something. And I stood up and opened my mouth and I ain't shut it since. I love to tell people about Jesus. I love to tell people what Jesus did for me. As David said, he lifted me up out of a horrible pit. He set my feet upon the rock. And he changed my going. My friend, let me tell you something. When you get a born again salvation, a Holy Ghost filled, I'm going to tell you something. It, you're going to want to go to church, amen. Uh, you're going to want to share the gospel uh, with others. You're not going to be ashamed to raise your hand and praise God. Uh, you're not going to be ashamed to shout every once in a while. Uh, I'm telling you, church, we better wake up because the time is running out for all of us. Running out. <laughs> and the Bible said that even though Moses was a great man of God, and Israel was a great nation, but Moses, Paul, Ralph, Tony, Dean, Johnny, Gina, none of us is superior over God. God is superior over everything. Amen. Sometimes we ain't care. We get to thinking we know it all. Amen. That's when churches gets into trouble from people thinks they get to knowing it all. That's when God will shut the doors. Amen. <laughs> but no matter how, how great a man is, Jesus Christ is greater. And he said, and Moses, verse 5, and Moses verily was faithful, faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken afterward. There's a lot of stuff being spoke about Moses and what a great leader he was. But listen to this, but Christ, but Christ as a son over his own house, who, who, who who's he over? He's over us this morning. He's over the church this morning. Hey man, can somebody say, "Hey man, he's over the church this morning." Listen to what he says. Uh, and Moses merely was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken of. After, but, but there's that word "but" on it. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we? Elf. There's that word "elf." Another big word. Uh, Two-letter word. If we hold fast the confidence uh, and re the rejoicing 
of the whole firm unto the end. Amen. Amen. I've seen people start out and they're on fire for God. They're on fire for God. Wasn't ashamed of God. But I've also seen them same people somewhere along the line is went back on God, lost their desire to go to church, lost their regard to be a servant of Jesus Christ. They've lost the desire. People today have lost the desire to go to church. As long as I, as long as I can go every once in a while, I'm going to be all right. No, you're not going to be all right. God's looking for faithful people, hey man. He's looking for faithful people. But boy, I tell you what, we're living in an unfaithful world today. Oh God, y'all was alive a while ago and now then what's happened to you? I said, we're an unfaithful people today. This is what he said, but Christ has a son over his own house. Whose house are we if we hold? If we hold true and faithful to God. There's more to it than just getting saved, hey man. You got to stay saved. And I'm going to tell you, if you think it's all fun and joy all the time and all peace and, and calm all the time, you're going to be wrong because I'm going to tell you, when you saddle up with God, uh, you better get ready for the journey. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, Satan is going to send all of his demons to try to throw a stumbling block in your uh, right in front of you. Amen. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. The more you do for God, uh, I'm going to tell you something else. The more you do for God, the more battles and the stronger battles you're going to have. You have. And I know people that when they started doing that, they gave up because they learned that they could do nothing a lot better than they could serve God. We're in a spiritual warfare today, church. We're in a spiritual warfare today. Verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, listen to this, today if ye would hear his voice. Hear whose voice? How long has it been since you heard the voice of the Lord, church? How long has it been since you heard the voice of the Lord? People quit listening for the voice of the Lord and they started listening to their wives or their husband or their children which become the head of the house anymore. That didn't go over very well, did it? Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, today if ye will hear His voice, the Lord's voice, listen to what He said in verse 8. He said, Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. He said, When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works for forty years. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Uh, into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in uh, departing from the living God. Is anybody getting this this morning? But exhort one another daily. Daily, not just on Sunday, but daily. While it is called a day, least any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of, of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ. There's that word again. If we hold the beginning of our confidence 
steadfast unto the end. Amen? That's good stuff, ain't it? It's burning my feet off, but it's still good stuff. While it is said, while it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as a day of provocation, the day that they done it. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years, was it not whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. This morning, y'all get a song.